the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, January the 12th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today on January 12, 1959, Barry Gordy, he founded an organization, a company, he called it Motown Records. Actually, he called it something else in the beginning, but it became known as Motown Records in Detroit. I mention that only because it was a turning point in the culture because of the kind of music that they began to produce and some of the music that's famous now of the late 50s and early 60s came from Motown, as you may know. It also gave black musicians an incredible opportunity because there were record labels, most of them, in fact, that would not sign a black artist. didn't matter how good they were. They just wouldn't sign them. It was very rare when a black person male or female, had an opportunity to record. So Barry wisely gave these guys an opportunity to make records, and many of them were hit records. Barry became a multimillionaire. These other artists that he signed um, actually launched a career. They didn't make all that much money, I've been told, through Motown Records. Today, in 1828, the United States and Mexico signed a Treaty of Limits, defining the boundary between the two countries to be the same as the one established by an 1819 treaty between the U.S. and Spain. Today, in 1915, the U.S. House of Representatives rejected 204 to 174 a proposed constitutional amendment to give women nationwide rights to vote. Today, in 1948, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, ruled against the University of Oklahoma saying that uh, the state law schools could not discriminate against applicants on the basis of race. It's interesting how far we've come since 1948. Now, that is a part of the program is discrimination against race, except it's reversed. Now it's Asians and white, for the most part, that are discriminated against in college and universities, state-sponsored, state-funded universities and colleges. It's called affirmative action, or other words sometimes, but that's what it means. Today, in 1966, the TV series Batman, it premiered on ABC, Today, in 1971, All in the Family premiered on CBS television. Today, in 2000, a 5-4 to four decision by the U.S. Supreme Court gave police uh, broad authority to stop and question people who run at the sight of an officer. I was That's kind of biblical. I mean, there's a verse, I think it's, I think it's Proverbs 28.1. It says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. So there's some biblical basis for that idea. That was in 2000 today. Today in 2016, 
Iran detained 10 American sailors and their two small Navy boats. After the boats drifted into Iranian waters, the sailors and their vessels were released the following day. You may remember that. I do. There were pictures out all over the country of these U.S. sailors on their knees with their hands on their head while the Iranians were uh, taking care of business, making a show of strength over the United States of America. It is not good news today in our economic situation. The consumer price index increased 0.5% in December. That brought the key inflation indicator year over year, an increase of 7%. Some of the goods that we use are considerably higher than that. Food prices grew this past year 6.3% on a year-over-year basis. Energy costs soared 29.3% over last year. That, of course, is being created by by the rush, the push, toward the green agenda, the new Green Deal. They have said, the left has said, the Biden administration has said publicly over and over again, they want to phase out coal and oil and all of the things that run America energy-wise. And that is beginning to take its toll. I don't know how far it will go. I'm not a, you know, I'm not an economist for sure, but I can read what they say. And it's pretty much, they're pretty much in sync in their predictions that things are going to get worse before they get better if we stay on this course. Biden, the Biden administration had predicted for for December there would be 422,000 new jobs in December, of course, counting on Christmas or whatever, shopping and so on and so forth. But the increase is reported this morning it was only 199,000. That's quite a disparity. 422,000 projected, predicted, 120, 199,000 actually create were created. Man, they missed it a, a mile. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they thought they were just if they were hopeful, everything would work out okay. Have you ever wondered what disgraced former deputy FBI directors do after trying to stage a coup and lying under oath? Well, apparently they give talks about protecting democracy. I'm not kidding. Top-rated institutions of higher learning are inviting disgraced former legal guys like Andrew McCabe, who is the former deputy director of the FBI, to join in these panel discussions. And they're talking about how to, quote, save democracy. It's like the fox calling all of his fox friends to meet in the hen house so they can discuss how to take care and protect the hens. I mean, it's crazy, but it's happening. McCabe was fired as the deputy FBI director for leaking sensitive information about the investigation into the Clinton Foundation. Remember that? And then he lied about it under oath. I mean, no one questions No one questions, but there were no consequences, really. I mean, you get fired, but you still get your pension. The government is there for you. He also took part in spying on the Trump campaign. And there were no consequences there either, except he did get fired. 
but he still gets his pension, which is almost what his salary was, as I understand and have read. McCabe and his allies in corporate media justified all sorts of similar legal and undemocratic tactics to discredit an attempt to unseat Trump. Of course, neither the University of Chicago nor McCabe acknowledged any of that as they featured him the other night discussing the integrity of democracy in America. McCabe said at the University of Chicago, they were talking specifically about the January 6th event, the fact that they even asked him to speak should be shocking, but it isn't because we don't expect much more than that. But he made, he gave four points on a kind of a, I was kind of a, I don't know, it was on a screen. I don't, I don't think it was a projected kind of thing, but he had his notes up there. I mean, he was pretty prepared. He went through this stuff. I just checked it out because it caught my attention. But one of the points that he made, and he made it very forcefully, that is that parents who object to critical race theory or sex ed or the kinds of things that public education is teaching today they should be treated as domestic terrorists. This is the former deputy director of the FBI. He said, and I quote, they, the parents, who voice their opinion and take a position against the school, the school board or the, the faculty administration and whoever's making the decisions on content and curriculum. He said, they, the parents, are a, quote, very divisive and challenging threat and should be considered as domestic terrorism. How did we get to this point? It's by abandoning the values and the principles upon which this nation was founded. We live in a very confused time. There's so much confusion now because we have decided, we have made a, a decision somewhere along the line. I know where it is. Don't have time to go into it today. But we have made the decision to turn our backs on God and his eternal principles and values and virtue. And we have, in an unrestrained way, we have said we, we will become God. And we will decide, not some religious fiction or myth, as some say, out of the Bible. And that's what got us to this point today in the world. Jesus Christ is the answer to the problems of the world. But until that is recognized, we will continue wallowing in the confusion and the consequences of unrighteousness, ungodliness and insanity we live in a confused world God is not Paul wrote the author of confusion but of peace he wrote to 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 for God hath not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind people with a sound mind aren't confused James wrote in chapter 3 for where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy 
to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Isaiah understood that long before these men came along, writing under the inspiration of God's Holy Spirit. Isaiah said in chapter 50, verse 7, For the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded or confused. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. I shall have no regrets over my decision to follow the Lord. That's where we are today in our culture, unfortunately. Steve Daines, he's the um, a Republican from Montana. He was on Fox this morning. He was criticizing President Joe Biden's voting rights legislation that would federalize elections. I've been saying that on this program for quite some time. That's exactly what they're trying to do. I mean, he's got it figured out, thankfully. And I think most of the conservatives in Congress do have it figured out. He was on uh, the Fox Business Network, Mornings with Maria, this morning, just a little while ago. And he was talking about this voting rights. And he said, all Democrats want to do is grab power. Well, it's true. But he said this, he said, you know, our founding fathers would be rolling over in their graves. Our founding fathers had the wisdom to know that states should have a very important role in elections because they feared the centralization of power. They feared a king. They feared Washington, D.C. And he said, and like, for example, in Montana, he said, we passed some common sense voting reforms like requiring a photo ID to to vote. He said this Maria is the uh, host of that. He said, Maria, if you want to get on an airplane, you produce a photo ID. You rent a car, a photo ID. You rent a hotel room, a photo ID. You get a deer um, or a hunt, some hunting license in Montana, a photo ID. It's only common sense. Well, he's absolutely right. It is. He continued, he said, 70% of American people support that kind of common sense voting reform. He said it makes it easier to vote and harder to cheat. I will just say this. I mean, nobody's listening to me, but you and me, not in the government, at least, I don't think, although sometimes I'm surprised. But I will tell you, if the Republican Party would champion that one phrase, easier to vote, harder to cheat, if they would put that on a big banner and wave it over every town in America, it would be very helpful and very memorable. We would not forget That is our goal. If they would put it out there in those simple terms, we are making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. I think the American people would not forget that when they go to vote. Anyway, that's just my take on that. But the bottom line is that federal takeovers, he said, is about Stacey Abrams, the gal from Atlanta, And Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer wanting to grab power. He said that's what it's about. 70% of the American people believe that having a a photo ID, for example, to vote makes sense. They want to unwind a lot of the states that are doing what they're doing to make our elections more secure. Talking about the left, the current administration. That is so true. 70% of Americans don't see any problem with kind of identifying who you are. But the left lives in the shadows of reality. I have seen in my lifetime a number of people who held 
very far left um, worldviews come to a moment in their life where they accept Jesus Christ as Savior. Some of them, um, I know one woman in particular was was high up in the in the structure of the New Age movement, and she accepted Christ at our church on a Sunday. My wife is still in touch with her. She had a profound experience with Christ, and she has never faltered, never changed her worldview. Jesus Christ radically changes people when we come to him with an open mind. But the people whom I, who identify themselves as progressives never have an open mind. They just don't have. They're locked in on what they have been led to believe, which is a lie. Only Christ can change that often. But in the meantime, in the meantime, they won't reason with a conservative. They won't reason with the ideas of our founding fathers who did a pretty good job launching this nation, much better than we're doing in keeping it on track. But I will tell you that God makes the difference. And to the degree that we get the word of the Lord into the culture, it is to that degree that we can begin to see a change in the culture. But that does not mean that we are to ignore what's going on in the culture until we can get the word of the Lord into the marketplace in such a way that it does change lives and hearts and ultimately the culture. I was reading just personally, not really for this program, but I was reading this morning and I came across a verse that really impacted me at one point in my life. It still does, but you've probably heard this in the context, particularly if you go to church regularly and have. But it's in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. The Bible says, Isaiah writing, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. I had an experience like that in my life. That's why that scripture always catches my attention. It impacts me. It causes me to reflect. As a young man, I felt the Lord speak to my heart. And I didn't probably say it as well as Isaiah did, but I said, God, here I am. If you can use me, I'm available. I'll do what you want me to do. And I think many of us, and that has led me into full-time ministry, but I think many of us have had those kinds of experiences in our life where we we, we, we sense the Lord impressing upon us to do certain things or to speak certain things. And that calling, that commitment, that whatever you want to call it, has stayed with me my entire life. <laughs> and, and as I say, and some of you are laughing, I'm over 40. And some of you are over 40 because you admit it to me in the notes that you write. I've had a lot of experiences. But that sense of 
here am I, send me, has never left. It's just something that it's hard to define, but it's easy to remember because it lingers in our hearts and our souls. And there is such such a difference between a biblical worldview, one centered on God who created everything, and the other, the secular, progressive worldview that is focused on what it is that man wants or man does when he replaces God with himself. Humanism. And that's what we're seeing. That's why there's so much confusion in the world today. I want to talk to you for a minute about letting things go. I wrote an article today in our our website. I publish one every day, every weekday, and we have for a number of years. But U.S. News and World Report reported last week that President Joe Biden delivered his sharpest rebuke of his predecessor Thursday, January 6th, last week, blaming former President Trump for the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol a year previous and slamming him for continuing to spread lies to serve his own ego. I'm not going to go into a lengthy defense of Trump. In fact, one woman thought I had in this article, and I've already heard from her. She contact wrote it. You can write emails to our website. And I saw that, and she said, we've got to quit holding on to Trump. That's my point. <laughs> we've got to quit holding on to Trump. And I'm directing it at the left. But I make the point that it certainly applies to us as well. We've got to just trust the Lord. But Biden said we must be absolutely clear about what is true and what is a lie. The so-called progressive left can't take their eyes off the past. They're the ones that are supposed to be progressive, but they're not. They're digressive. They can't let go of Trump. In explaining the real truth, President Biden said, I quote him, here is the truth. (laughs) He's done so because... He values, talking about Trump, he values power over principle because his bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or constitution. He can't accept that loss. Have you ever in your life heard or even read about a political party hanging on to a former president as their main message? One that isn't even in office anymore. It's kind of astounding, really. A former president who lies, Biden said, about this election and a mob that attacked the Capitol could not be further away from the core of American values. Well, they can't let go of the past. Saul Alinsky taught never let a crisis go to waste. That was the core doctrine of basically of community organizing, which Barack Obama used that job to identify himself when he came into politics. Were President Biden's bold statements made in an attempt to move on and cause our nation to heal from this horrible political plague that he says Trump has put on all of us? Or is it something else? One thing is certain, they just can't seem to let go of Trump. They can't do it. Yesterday, Rasmussen Reports published their latest survey, and this probably isn't helping them, but Rasmussen found that Quote, President Biden would lose an election rematch to former President Donald Trump, who would win among independents and almost evenly split Hispanic voters, which is pretty remarkable. Only 40% of likely voters would vote for Biden, while 46 would vote for Trump, 
another 10% would vote for some other candidate. They would not vote for either of them. 81% of Republicans said they'll vote, they would vote for Trump. 75% of Democrats said they would vote for Biden. Among voters not associated with either political party, 45% said they would vote for Trump and 29 for Biden. I understand why they're concerned about Donald Trump. Is he going to run for office or not? I don't know. But could it be that it's a political opportunism, not truthful patriotism, that's driving the obsessive behavior of the left toward Trump? Do they think that if they can destroy, say they can totally destroy Trump, everything about him, not physically, but just everything about Trump, does that mean that will give them success? You know, there's a lesson in this for all of us, because you can't, if we focus on destroying the bad, we can never accomplish the good that God has called us to do. We've got to, if we've sinned, we ask God to forgive us of our sins. And then we begin to focus not on the sins, but on the future without the sins. I mean, maybe that. I mean, maybe it's more more sophisticated than that. I'm a simple man, but that's how I see it in Scripture. And yet we have these the this movement. There's a movement now to bar Trump from ever holding public office again, and they're kind of serious about it. They're trying to use the Fourteenth Amendment. The 14th Amendment says no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president, vice president, or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States, and so on and so forth. And it says if they have done certain things and if they've engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. So they're trying to make that case now. I'm not advocating that we go out and fight these people. I'm just simply saying why can't they let – if their views are so good – why can't they let go of Trump and just stand on the on the value and the virtue of the far left progressive worldly worldview? They can't do that because it isn't. And there's a lesson there's a lesson in that for all of us. And I wrote a lot more on this subject today. It's at faithandfreedom.us if you want to read it. But there's a lesson in that for all of us, and that is, I mean, it comes back Jesus told us about this. He said the house on the rock stands in the times of storms and the house on the sand doesn't. And I mean, that's what we're talking about. Abraham Lincoln understood that. He said, he quoted from the New Testament, he said, a house divided can't stand. And we that's true in our own lives as well as in the culture. And we're seeing in, in, in a massive display how that the left their ideas are hollow. It reminds me of T.S. Eliot's Hollow Men, the, the, the poem. It's a, it's a long poem. I'm not, I can't read it all, but, but it's, it, it, I mean, it, he talks about hollow men and, and how th- there's nothing there. It's all just an illusion. And it, it, I mean, it, that's the, the time in which we live today. Jesus really is the answer. T.S. Eliot concludes, this is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends, not with the bang, but a whimper. And that's what we're seeing today play out before us. Stay faithful to the Lord. Stay faithful to the word of God, to the absolute principles of God's word. 
don't be a victim of confusion in these very confusing times. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.